the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here to make a new hair's resolution. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Israelis upset with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu keeping up the pressure. Thousands of Israelis were back at it Saturday, renewing their weekly demonstrations against Netanyahu, calling for the long-serving leader to resign over corruption charges against him and his alleged mishandling of the coronavirus crisis. The protest in the Jerusalem Square near Netanyahu's official residence comes as Israel's in the midst of its third national lockdown. Netanyahu's been indicted on charges of bribery, fraud, and breach of trust connected to three long-running investigations. He's denied any wrongdoing and says he's the victim of a witch hunt. Rhonda Rockster reporting. Average price of gasoline jumping nine cents a gallon over the last three weeks, now averaging two thirty-five. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says a rise in crude has spurred that increase. It's still thirty cents less than one year ago. This is SRN News. Larry Elder wants the media to take responsibility. Will people on these cable shows fulminating about how terrible this violence is and how divided the country has become because of Donald Trump, will you take any responsibility for pushing all sorts of divisive, phony narratives that divide this country? The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker is coming up next year on AM 1280. The Patriot, always right. We are the Twin Cities home for Intelligent Radio. We're really looking forward to 2021. It was a rough start to the year, but we're still looking forward to it. And one of the items that sticks out is our Stand With Israel tour. October 27th to November 5th of 2021, we have a bunch of listeners already signed up. They're going. Dennis Prager is going to be there. Mike Gallagher is going to be there. They want you to come along, get signed up for the Stand With Israel tour at am1280thepatriot.com. Down to 22 tonight, cloudy for Monday. AM 1280, The Patriot. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, hoping you can join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Join us. Get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating countries on Earth. But you'll share experiences that'll change how you read Scripture. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on and on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. Now listen, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me October 2021 and right now register worry-free. Peace of mind guaranteed refunds up to May 8th if for any reason you want to cancel. So to come along, call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? 
Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. And each week we talk politics, Israel, and the law on the Victory Hour. This week, no different. In fact, we're going to take a bit of a turn from what you have been hearing all week and all year, frankly. Uh, And that is, uh, we're going to talk from our reporter live on the ground in the Jewish state of Israel. Mr. Sam Parker will be joining us on the Victory Hour today. Uh, Sam is going to talk about some of the sights you could see if you traveled to Israel, and he has been there now for over a year, and he is getting his citizenship in Israel and expects to be there for many years to come. We're also going to talk to uh, Sam Parker about the upcoming elections in the state of Israel, something he uh, knows quite a bit about has been studying for a number of years, and it's going to be a very interesting discussion. Uh, As well, we'll talk about uh, COVID and coronavirus. It'll be a very interesting discussion, uh, you know, comparing and contrasting what you know is going on here with uh, what is going on uh, in Israel and some of the tumult that exists, not just on this side of uh, the great oceans, but... uh, but in the Middle East as well. Next week, you've got to make sure to join us next week. We're going to circle back and talk about what uh, I have gotten many emails about this this past week, and that is what is uh, going on with our entire political system here in the United States and what went on last week at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and what to do about it. Next week, we are going to have live with us uh, a protester who was in Washington, D.C. during the uh, election protests. Uh, He uh, did not breach the Capitol or certainly uh, go on the Capitol grounds, Uh, but he was there, and uh, he did... Uh, walk the entire length of uh, the Capitol Mall and was at the Ellipse uh, and witnessed quite a bit firsthand that we are going to hear about. And then we're going to talk next week about where do we go from here and where does the Republican Party go from here. Before Sam Parker joins us today, I want to talk about something sobering and uh, really something that we're we're all considering as the very difficult times of the past summer, of the coronavirus pandemic, and now of the 
uh, historic and really infamous uh, political divide that exists in this country. I've received a number of, as I said, emails earlier this week about, you know, opinion and comment, pessimistic or optimistic. And frankly, I have some optimism, (laughs) in part because we don't get much lower than we are now. But in looking at what has, as as I've sat back and considered this question, and looking at what has caused us to get to where we are, it really is a differing view of realities. Yes, a differing view of world outlooks, uh, a differing attitude of world views, but but it's really a difference in realities. It really it, it struck me that I was talking to my brother who is. You know, keeps up on the news fairly well, and we're quite close. Um, and he was raising a number of issues regarding Donald Trump, and and I suggested to him, uh, well, what about this? What about that? And it's not important what the specifics were of the discussion, but what is important is his response on things that I I thought were very well known. Uh, he said. What what are you talking about? Where where did that come from? That that didn't happen. And I believe it at least to have happened, uh, just like I have a right arm. I mean, just it, it's it's real. So my reality and his reality were entirely different, and our conclusions, though we come from, you know, much the same frame of reference, same upbringing, etc. Well, we may have some you know, differences on policy issues. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, our, our factual framework, our very reality of, on which we apply our opinions, our attitudes, our frame of reference, was entirely different. It's like talking to, to, to folks who believe the earth is flat versus those who believe that the earth is round, and they show a whole range of scientific analysis. You know, today that isn't at issue so much, but there was a time where it really was. And their realities are much different. The realities of the Charlottesville speech, which continues to be uh, discussed on the left as a racist response by President Trump that establishes that he's a racist, and by those on the right who say, that's not what he said at all, here's the video. Living in two different realities regarding what happened. There is a set of facts that is the essence of truth as to what happened. It did happen, and what happened... uh, can be viewed if you were there present as an eyewitness or if it's on video and it hasn't been altered or doctored. So there is a truth to it, but in people's minds that truth diverges based upon the bubble that you live in. Uh, Police gunning down black men in the street. There are millions in this country that believe that that happens. There are millions in this country that believe that it doesn't happen. The reality, there is a reality, a truth about that. But you're not going to convince folks on either side of that as to whether, you know, their truth is the actual. Was there election fraud or not? Well, it's too early to know the answer to that, and anyone who suggests that they do uh, really is is uh, speculating, and that's all. On either side of that equation. And again, the fight and discord over the reality that one lives in, their bubble of facts, 
drives us apart. Which gets me to the real danger here. Yes, it was very dangerous, horrific, and cannot be supported even in the slightest extent, the breach of the U.S. Capitol by insurrectionists, by arguably by terrorists. As you look at the definition of terrorism uh, promulgated by the uh, U.S. Congress, but there was terrorism all summer as well based upon those who were not heard, who, who believed their voices were not heard. Just like those at the U.S. Capitol who believed their voices were not heard. Now, there were, you know, uh, a very small percentage who then went on to take the peaceful protest uh, to uh, seditious levels, which was horrific. And many believe caused by Donald J. Trump. Others don't believe that. Uh, But uh, I can't support what Donald J. Trump did at all or his reaction to it after. And I won't. But I'll tell you that the difference between those on the left and those on the right in terms of their facts is driven by information. Who controls information? Who controls what you see, what you hear, what you then believe? And yes, the media, I have been talking about it for at least a couple of years, is at the point of that problem. And they are the biggest danger. But I now am starting to realize behind the curtain, behind the media that is out front, in creating fake news on both sides, on all sides, is big tech. And we need to wake up. Everyone needs to wake up. My message here is not new. Over the last week, everybody's now talking about it. But we need to wake up. Google, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, Amazon. All of them, frankly, are arms of the Democratic Party, or at least... They sympathize and support it. If you go online now, all you're going to get is liberal propaganda on the first three pages. You've got to you know, burrow down into about the fourth page of Google before you can find sites that uh, you know, speak about an issue from a more conservative standpoint. So, you know, big tech is behind it, and they create this bubble. They create an addiction around the uh, smartphone and the platforms on which they control. And then they start to control the way we think. And that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. You tie it back to the media, you're going to have more insurrections like this. Holocaust denial calling Israel an apartheid state. This sort of thing is going to run rampant. It's going to make fraud election and police officers killing black men in the streets uh, viewpoints uh, look like easy battles. Beware and put a stop to it. And censorship is no way to do it. Let's stop the control. We're going to be right back after this short break with Mr. Sam Parker from uh, the Jewish State of Israel, live, our roving reporter. Stay with us. In the meantime, go to ParkerDK.com. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. Once again, talking politics, Israel, and the law. And as it relates to politics and the law, on the front end, my uh, short monologue about the dangers of big tech and the media and the fact that they are at the root cause of uh, all of the angst that we are feeling today, Congress must trim the power of big tech, just like was done in decades gone, past, gone by as public monopolies. Uh, they must be thoroughly regulated and uh, trimmed because the power that they have to manipulate people and people's conduct and the commercial impact that they have and the political impact that they could have. They could turn elections uh, if one party or the other not got control or paid them enough money to, to push out this uh, sort of messaging in the bubble that people get. And that is uh, not a democracy. And this needs to be tackled now. Uh, censorship is not the answer. We now turn... To the Middle East, and we turn to uh, perhaps our greatest ally in the world, the Jewish state of Israel. And as I said uh, on the other side of the break, our roving reporter, Mr. Sam Parker, uh, now joins us. Sam, a uh, graduate of the Kelly School of Business at the Indiana University. And then went on to be a financial analyst at uh, 3M. And somewhat abruptly left 3M and started a master's program in the state of Israel at the IDC Herzliya University. And he uh, has now uh, graduated with his degree in counterterrorism and homeland security. 
And we are honored to be joined today by uh, Sam Parker, a second appearance on the Victory Hour. Shmuel, how are you? Hi, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm uh, very excited to be here and to uh, talk with you today. Excellent. You know, we're, uh, we're excited to hear about how things are going uh, in Israel. Again, I underscore perhaps our greatest U.S. Uh, strategic ally in the entire world. And uh, when things go well in Israel, they go well here and, and vice versa. Uh, Sam, let's talk about you've been You've been in Israel now for uh, well over a year. And you're going to be there for quite a while longer. And you are, in fact, making uh, Aliyah, which is becoming a citizen of uh, the state of Israel. Talk to us a little bit about some of the sites and the things that draw you uh, to Israel. Yeah, for sure. So uh, over the uh, past year or so, a little longer than that, Israel, like a lot of the rest of the world, has been in and out of lockdowns, but I've still found the time to travel to many of the historic sites uh, that are prevalent across the country. And so I wanted to just highlight and mention uh, a, few of, a few of the sites that I got to see. Uh, when I was studying at IDC, um, I was able to befriend a few uh, Arab-Israeli Christian friends of mine who brought me to their hometown of of Nazareth, which was the uh, childhood home home of uh, Jesus. And uh, while there, I was uh, able to tour uh, both the Basilica of the Annunciation, uh, which is a Catholic church in Nazareth, uh, and it was established over the site where the Catholic tradition holds to be the house of the Virgin Mary, and where the angel Gabriel appeared to her and announced that she would conceive and bear uh, the Son of God, Jesus, uh, in the Catholic tradition. Uh, this event is known as the Annunciation. Uh, it, was, it was an incredible, incredible uh, basilica. Um, definitely a, uh, a very important uh, pilgrimage uh, spot for Catholics the world over. Uh, and it was, it was very interesting to be there. Um, Uh, On the other side of town, I I visited the Greek Orthodox Church of the Annunciation, which uh, actually uh, has kind of the same origin story. Uh, They kind of have a battle back and forth as to where um, uh, the origin story of the Annunciation occurred. Uh, And so this is on the other side of town. uh, And according to the Eastern Orthodox belief, uh, this is where the Virgin Mary was drawing water uh, at the time of the Annunciation, uh, and it's a, it's a da- adjacent to uh, Mary's well. Uh, additionally, when I was in Nazareth, um, we, we were passing, we were walking around, and we passed by uh, what looked like to be just any normal storefront. And uh, when we walked in, it turns out that it's the the ancient bath bathhouse of Nazareth, uh, which was actually discovered in the late 1990s by. Uh, the, the owner of, he was just setting up a shop uh, and he discovered that there was a bathhouse in the basement of his shop. And uh, according to tradition, uh, this, this may have been a bathhouse where uh, Jesus actually bathed. Uh, and so we actually had a tour with the, the owner of that bathhouse, um, who is, is, still, is still alive today. And uh, it, was, it was a very interesting experience uh, that, that day was. Amazing. Now, now Nazareth today uh, is a thriving uh, Arab city, is it not? Yeah, yeah. It's the largest. It's the largest Arab city in in the Galilee. It's actually uh, the largest city in in the the north uh, district in the in the north region in Israel. Um, it it is uh, a, a very large uh, cultural center for the area, and uh, definitely. Um, I, depending on who you ask, you could say it is thriving for sure. All right. And, and what about some of the other sites that uh, you've been able to get to? Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, uh, before we started the more strict lockdown that we're currently in right now, uh, I was able to go with a few friends to the Valley of Elah, which uh, 
according, uh, it is described in the Old Testament where the Israelites were camped out when David fought Goliath. That would be in the, the first book of Samuel. Uh, it's, it's the home of several very, very important archaeological sites. It's in the, the Judean hills, um, right outside the, the current uh, Israeli city of Beit Shemesh. And uh, it was just an absolutely beautiful hike. Uh, you, could, you could feel the, uh, the history in the air. Uh, it was it was amazing weather, of course, and um, it was it was incredible to be there as well. And the Judean, you mentioned the Judean hills. Now, the the Judean hills, a large portion of it uh, is considered uh, the West Bank. And when people hear the term West Bank, in part, they're talking uh, about uh, the Judean hills, correct? Uh, yes. So the Judean Hills, uh, of course, like geography doesn't, uh, really care, uh, per se about, uh, in the, the drawing of international borders, the Judean Hills stretch over the boundary line of, uh, what would, uh, today be considered the West Bank, but there are also, uh, parts of the Judean Hills in Israel proper. So the Valley of Elah or Ella is where David fought Goliath. Had to be fascinating to see. Uh, what about in Jerusalem? Have you uh, spent time there and connected with any sites in Jerusalem? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I always, I always love. I currently live in Tel Aviv, so I always love the opportunity to visit uh, Jerusalem. Uh, and of course, there's uh, the old city of Jerusalem and uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Uh, the, the, this church is obviously a, a very, very important church in, in Christianity. Christianity, uh, it's the site where Jesus was crucified, um, and also uh, has Jesus's empty tomb where he was uh, buried and then uh, resurrected, according to tradition. Uh, it's it's a very powerful place to visit, uh, and I try to get there uh, as often as I can when I visit Jerusalem. Uh, as well as visiting uh, the Kotel, the, the Western Wall, the holiest place in Judaism. And what, uh, you know, when people hear about uh, the Western Wall, what is that a reference to? What is it actually? Uh, the Western Wall, I believe, was a, was a retaining wall of the, of the uh, Second Temple that was uh, destroyed, the Second uh, Temple referring to uh, Solomon's Temple that was uh, destroyed, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, I believe it was actually Herod's temple uh, that was destroyed in uh, 70 CE. Um, yep. And that would be, that where that temple is, is what would house the Holy of Holies, the holiest uh, place in Judaism. And so that would technically be on the uh, Temple Mount or in Hebrew Har Habayit. Uh, which is currently where the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the, and the Dome of the Rock uh, are located. Very interesting. And uh, I will tell you, I just read an article recently about the conflict in uh, the Arab world about whether the Al-Aqsa Mosque is uh, located in the appropriate place, even in the appropriate uh, uh, country. Uh, and in fact... <laughs> Uh, whether it has the meaning in Islam that has been ascribed to it over all of the uh, centuries or whether it's located elsewhere. We'll get into that another week. Uh, We're going to take a quick break now uh, from Sam Parker live from Tel Aviv, Israel. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Sam about the historic fourth election in less than two years coming up in March in the state of Israel. Talk about uh, what things currently look like, maybe some prognostications, uh, and what the political fallout is going to be having a fourth election in just two years. You're listening again to the Victory Hour, Politics, Israel, and the Law. Just smart, plain talk. That's all. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back... Sam Parker, live from Tel Aviv. Go to ParkerDK.com. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. 
Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through my three quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, Parker Daniels Keyboard, Premier Law Firm, downtown Minneapolis. Wise counsel, winning results. And believe me about the winning results, uh, it has been uh, quite a 2020 for Parker Daniels Keyboard and the positive ledger. Uh, in 2021, it looks to be uh, no different. I, um, uh, I'm thrilled to have you all with us. We are joined uh, by Sam Parker uh, from Tel Aviv, Israel. Shmuel is uh, just talked to us about some of the sights he has seen and the uh, amazing uh, country, the state of Israel, uh, where he now lives and uh, soon to reside as a citizen. Uh, we now want to turn to recent political issues in Israel. We're going to talk a little bit, if we have time, about the coronavirus and the handling of the coronavirus in Israel. But uh, first, we want to talk about the fact that uh, the coalition government has uh, uh, broken down, and now uh, in March, the state of Israel will be facing its fourth elections in just two years. Uh, Never before in country's history has that happened. Let me give you a bit of an overview, and then I want to hear from uh, Sam about uh, uh, his thoughts regarding what this upcoming election looks like. You have 120 members of the Knesset, uh, and uh, maybe Sam can fill us in uh, better than I can on this, but the 
the many different parties, of which there are anywhere from 15 to 20, sometimes more, depending uh, at the end of the day, who are seeking votes from the nationwide electorate, because it's one electorate nationwide, put out a slate of their uh, of names, that, and people vote for the slate. They vote for a party. So they're not voting for the prime minister. They're not voting for any individual. They're voting for a party. And if that party gets more than three and a quarter percent of the total vote, uh, they will be able to seat uh, a member in the uh, Knesset. Uh, And then the numbers go up from there. So if they get 50 percent, for example, of the total vote, they would be able to seat uh, 60 of the total seats. That's very, very unusual as the number of parties splinter off the number of votes and therefore the number of seats. And so the parties need to get together after the seats are established to create coalitions in order to get a majority, at which point that majority elects uh, amongst the members uh, who the prime minister will be. Usually those deals regarding the prime minister are worked out in advance, The Prime Minister has been Bibi Netanyahu of the State of Israel for the last 12 years. Uh, He recently passed being the longest uh, reigning Prime Minister in the history of the State of Israel, and he continues to be the Prime Minister as we sit here. Uh, Sam, what does the upcoming election uh, look like? And if you can break it down by conservative, liberal sorts of parties— There's an Arab list for all those out there who claim that this is an apartheid state and it's an oppressive state, violation of civil rights. That is complete bunk. It is it is fake and not true. There are many. In fact, it's the third largest number of members in the Knesset today are from the uh, Arab joint list. Uh, And and they have all the rights in the Knesset that uh, any other does. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts on the upcoming uh, elections? Yeah, so I think you did a a fairly good job of laying out uh, all of the uh, very basic ins and outs of how how it works. Uh, It's a very, very different political process than it is in uh, the U.S., and it's it's very uh, confusing even for uh, citizens of Israel. But I think that this election basically comes down to one very important matter that p- people both within Israel and outside of Israel are going to want to uh, know what the outcome is. And that is, will Benjamin Netanyahu still be prime minister after these elections? Uh, that, that is the number one most important thing. And, and right now, it looks like uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's party, which is the Likud party, uh, it's a center right wing to right wing slate uh, is polling around between 28 and 31 seats. And like you previously mentioned, you need 61 seats to make a coalition. So they will need to corral around another 30 mandates or seats in order to make that governing coalition, which would assure that Benjamin Netanyahu would remain the prime minister. Uh, and so what we have seen happen uh, and what has developed since the last uh, government was formed in May of 2020 was that some prominent members of Netanyahu's list in the Likud have, have left the party and formed parties of their own or joined other slates. And so now, uh, when before uh, Netanyahu would face a, the toughest challengers from the center or center left, he is now facing his, t- his toughest challengers from his right wing flank. Uh, what that means when it actually comes to election day is is still really hard to tell because we're now around 70 days until the election and there are still so many moving parts and so many news reports. It's hard to know exactly how all the parties are going to shake out and how the voting will end up shaking out. Uh, it, It is important to know that Israel is a very, very factionalized society. The split between... Uh, secular and religious, the split between right-wing and left-wing, the split between uh, uh, the Arab society, the Druze society. Uh, There's a significant uh, Russian-born and speaking population. There's a significant Ethiopian population. It's a very factional society. 
And so there are many disparate parties that come together to form coalitions and build coalition governments. And right now it's, it's difficult to know exactly how that's going to shape out, although it does look like that parties to uh, Likud, uh, Netanyahu's party's right flank, um, may have an opportunity depending on the route that they want to take. So let's take a look at, uh, for, for someone listening at home, and they're thinking about the way we think about it here. You've got right-wing uh, parties here. It's, it's a single uh, conservative party. Uh, and you have left-wing parties. Uh, in, uh, in Israel, you have uh, uh, really uh, the, the Arab joint list, which would be on the extreme uh, left, I guess you would call it. Uh, you then have a small group of left-wing parties, which used to uh, control uh, the government entirely for decades after the War of Independence. Now they can barely get 10 seats total in the uh, Knesset. Uh, You then have uh, center and center-right parties, which make up, I I think, probably uh, 75% of the seats uh, in the Knesset are either center or center-right. And and when you're talking about center-right to far-right, you're probably talking about 65% of the seats. Uh, is, is that about right? Yeah, I think that's a, a relatively fair assessment. I would say that uh, center to right wing, uh, not including uh, what would be the ultra-Orthodox, uh, what is known here as Haredi uh, Jewish parties, uh, not including what, what some would term a, a far right wing party or right wing party, uh, is probably around 75%. The issue with that is, because you're probably thinking 75%, uh, that should be enough to form a coalition. The issue with that is, is that estimate would include the Likud party and the rest of the center parties, as well as the parties to Likud's right flank, have made a pact not to form a coalition with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu in the next elections. And so they are trying to have to go about it and go and circumvent Netanyahu's Likud party, which is consistently polling as the party with the most seats. And so for them, they're trying to figure out, they're trying to build the puzzle that will allow them to get to 60 seats. Uh, the, the reason why they want Netanyahu out of office so badly varies, but the main reason uh, is because of the... Um, the criminal indictments hanging over his head, uh, and the court case that he is going to have to go through uh, once the lockdown is lifted. Uh, the, there are there are parties on the right that will say um, he he has lost the capacity to uh, be a prime minister for the state of Israel because he is too worried about his personal affairs. There are parties in the center that have been saying that for a very long time. Um, there are parties on the on the right that believe that he uh, th- that the cases against him are not as strong as the, some of the left wing parties believe. But regardless of that, he has been in power for such a long period of time, and they don't believe that his interests are in the state of Israel. Although they recognize his uh, political abilities, uh, because many on the right wing do believe that. Uh, Netanyahu has been very good for Israel over his 12-year period. They just would like to see him leave at a time where uh, he he has done a lot for the country rather than continue down a path that may not end as well. You know, very, uh, very well put. And uh, it does come down to 12 years. Uh, you know, it's long enough. We, we need to move on. We, are, we don't... Uh, have ruled by dictatorship, and uh, 12 years uh, has been uh, a long time. Those who even have supported him year in, year out are starting to uh, say that. But you are correct as well. He has achieved uh, great things for the state of Israel, including uh, peace through strength, peace with 
four Arab nations, which uh, no one would have ever dreamed uh, could occur. Uh, it is just uh, amazing and breathtaking, as well as an economic foundation in the state of Israel that has never been seen before uh, by the Jewish state. We are joined by Sam Parker, uh, currently in Tel Aviv, Israel. He's our roving reporter on the ground. We're talking Israeli elections, and when we come back from this short break, we're going to complete that discussion, maybe talk a little bit about uh, coronavirus. And uh, in the meantime, you can go to parkerdk.com to find what is often referred to as an award-winning website, a beautiful website, really. We'll be right back. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, uh, and we're talking to Sam Parker from Tel Aviv, Israel. We're talking elections. You know, speaking of elections, uh, it's interesting. Bibi Netanyahu, over the 12 years that he's been prime minister uh, of the state of Israel, has gone through... Uh, I think, I, I don't know the exact number, it's got to be at least six elections over that time period. Three very, you know, over the last uh, two years. He's now embarking on his fourth. But prior to that, there were a couple of others, I think maybe even three others uh, during the previous 10 years. Um, interestingly, you, you, you compare that to uh, Mahmoud Abbas, who is uh, the president of the Palestinian Authority. He is uh, entering his... 17th year of a four-year term. Uh, he has not had a single election. Uh, and it was, you know, a four, he was elected to a four-year term. 
to be fair. Uh, he, he's now entering his 17th year. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, th- I think that's a, that's a dictatorship. I, that's, that's what I'm looking at there. But uh, it, it casts a sharp contrast in terms of what is a democratic system and how can you negotiate a peace deal with Abbas when there is no indication that he has the backing of his people, uh, other than the fact that he hasn't been thrown out uh, through a military coup or something of the, lo- of the sort. Uh, but no elections uh, in 17 years. Uh, Back to Sam Parker now, talking about elections in the state of Israel. and But, but speaking about the Arab parties, and a lot of people are very interested in the, what's called the joint list, which currently in the current Knesset has the third most number of seats of any party in the state of Israel, 15 seats. Uh, the Likud has 36. Um, Yair Lapid's... Uh, uh, party Yesh Atid, which is a center party, I would say. Uh, some would call it center left. Some would call it center right. Uh, they've got 17. And then the uh, Arab list of uh, 15 is is next in line. 15 seats out of the 120. And then the other parties are smaller than that. Uh, in terms of the Arab list, Sam, you know, I I read an article recently suggesting that some of the other parties that are running in the upcoming election are starting to reach out to uh, Arab voters in the state of Israel uh, to get their vote, to get them to vote for uh, these other parties, not the Arab uh, list. Is that something that is being written about in Israel? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that uh, has gotten a, a, a little more press, especially recently, because actually a part of Benjamin Netanyahu's election strategy this time around, which is a complete reversal from his previous strategies, um, appears to be courting the, the Arab vote. There, there's been polling done that he could receive up to two mandates from the Arab vote, which would be around 80,000 votes uh, from from a, a prime minister that's been maligned uh, in the international press as well as the domestic press as being anti-Arab, that uh, is uh, a pretty impressive feat. Uh, yeah, he's been called a racist. Uh, I mean, he's outwardly uh, called a, a racist against uh, Arabs. How could he possibly get 80,000 votes? Who, what are these uh, Arabs looking at to consider actually voting for him? Um, I, I would say, admittedly, he has said some statements in the past around elections that were um, strongly worded towards the Arab community. With that being said, there are significant portions. I, I, I'm just, I uh, believe from what I've read, I haven't uh, directly interviewed the uh, individuals, but I believe that there are portions of the Arab community that see uh, th- their their place in Israel as opposed to um, other Arab countries and their economic position, as well as uh, they see the strength in a leader like Netanyahu, and it's it's something they respect. Um, so that's what I would believe are a few reasons for that. Uh, the the other reason for it is because many Arabs, uh, it's been written about in the press, do not believe that the uh, Joint Arab List is, is representing them well within the Knesset. The Joint Arab List is made up of four factions uh, within Arab society. Uh, ranging from like a legitimate communist party called Khadash to uh, an Islamist party called Ra'am uh, and everything in between. So the joint Arab list is also hard to actually say it's an extreme left-wing or extreme right-wing party because depending on the the specific topic, uh, an individual's point of view of left-wing or right-wing would change vastly based on the... uh, the uh, factions of the parties. Uh, Fascinating. I mean, it really is. Uh, the amalgam of, uh, of citizenry in the state of Israel makes it fascinating. 
Sam Parker, Shmuel, thank you very much. Wonderful to talk with you. I will talk with you soon uh, again in the next few days. In the meantime, for all of you out there, have a wonderful week. And join us next week where we're going to talk a little bit more about what's occurring in Washington, D.C. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morris.